fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. You're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm so good. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. What are you pumped about? I'm pumped about going to New York City. Oh, that's this weekend. Going to Manhattan. That's this weekend. We're going. Actually, by the time you're listening to this, we will be en route. Our travels will have begun. En route. When when does our plane leave? About eleven thirty. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll have started to think about putting things in bags. Yeah, assuming you're an early listener. My my things will be packed tomorrow night before I go to bed. Uh, I may have some things packed tomorrow, and, and by that. He, you will hopefully have folded clothes in your drawer from which to throw into a bag. Precisely. Yeah. Exacto mundo. Uh, no, I'm pumped. I'm like getting excited. I'm like getting a little bubbly. Like thinking like, oh yeah. And people are messaging like, I want to get a beer. And I'm like, definitely. And meanwhile, it's like I've committed to like 75 beers. We have a, <laughs> we have an obligation now. <laughs> A responsibility. That's right. I think maybe we could consolidate some of those down to like not an individual beer per person. Like I'm, I'm okay with 75 beers if that's the ask. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I think we could probably condense that in, into probably closer to like, I don't know, 30. We could do shots too. Shots take less time to drink than beers. That's true. They do more damage, but they do take less time. So... Oh, it's so good. So good. What is that? I mean, what is it? So this is, it's called a premium brewed beverage. This is a a drink from Lone River. We've talked about it before. Ranch Rita. It's a margarita style brewed beverage. What, what does that mean? So it's agave. No, that doesn't help. Yeah. No, agave is is a plant. What is this? Is it beer? It's seltzer. All right. It says it's brewed. As is seltzer. How yeah. else? Are, I mean, it's not, seltzer isn't liquor. I don't know. I, I don't have any clue. So my assumption is that agave is the sugar that is being brewed down and then given yeast. Well, whatever it is, it's fucking delicious. It's delightful. And it's nice and salty and limey. Yeah. I could drink like 40 of these. I could drink 75 of them. Yeah. So we're going to be drinking Ranch Rita's <laughs> from uh, from Lone, Lone River Ranch. Lone, Lone River Ranch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is very uh, southwestern United States feeling. You can even smell the salt. Yeah. And, the, and like the agave sugar coming off of this. And it doesn't make me feel bad about myself like a Mike's Hard Lemonade or something would. Because it's... It's only got five grams of sugar. There you go. Which are added. It's like a low calorie thing too, right? 150 calories per can. I don't know if that's low calories. Whatever. Is that low? No, I guess it's normal. This is... Most beers don't have all their nutrition facts right on the can. Must mean it's good for you. Andrew, how are you? I am great. I have one work day this week. I'm going to work tomorrow. So I don't have to burn a personal day. And then back to wind up mindset. I'm excited to go. I hate flying. 
But other than that, I'm excited about the rest of it. Why do you hate flying? I just don't like flying. Every other mode of transportation, if your vehicle breaks down in transit, you're just like stranded. Mm. As opposed to an airplane where if it breaks down in transit, it's catastrophic. Mm. I know it's unlikely. I know it's a totally irrational fear. Mm. But those happen. And it's among mine. I sat you very far away from me on every flight. So. I know. So I'm just going to get tatered. So you're not even going to be embarrassed by me. Correct. Correct. I, I will require a leash so as not to get lost, though. We will be in New York very late Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Into Friday morning. Yes. I think our arrival time is actually after midnight. <clears throat> but and then come Thursday, it's fucking party on Wayne yeah yeah well Friday uh come Friday that's what I meant to yeah. say yeah that's right yes yeah, so, so and I I've so I've been looking at the at the wind up uh panels oh yeah there are a lot of them I'm gonna be prepared to miss yeah <laughs> <laughs> I do want to watch one of the G-Shock Dura tests okay but that's about it <laughs> Yeah, well, so this is a little bit of a, what do we say, an evolution of wind-up. Mm-hmm. So San Francisco, I think, was really the first wind-up that they uh, tried to make it sort of uh, a scene, right? A There's conference. tables, and there, were, there was food, and there was a bar. And so, I mean, really... You could just hang out there all day, which, I mean, it's kind of the idea, right? Uh, I know most people don't do that, but they want that to be an option. Uh, here, we've got more more companies coming. We've got a like much... 60 brands? M- yes, mm-hmm. I think that's right. A much bigger space. There'll be food, there'll be drinks. And in addition to that, they've added panels, for the event, so like panel discussions where you would ostensibly sit down and listen to people talk about things. I, I'm frankly uh, kind of excited about it. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, it's, I, I'm, you know, probably a huge mistake not to have us on one of those panels, but I, I would agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. I, you know. <laughs> Maybe they're saving the like the heavy hitters for next year. Yeah. To, just to see how this one plays yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want to shoot their shot on us too early. Yeah. Well, they didn't want us to be disappointed with the turnout. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. They wanted to be able to gauge participation. So yeah. um I am excited about it. I, I think it will um provide a little bit to the event. Um that that's been I think it's growth. It's yeah. growth. I don't know if it's been lacking. I think that's kind of what you're, th- but I don't know that it's been lacking. What? I think it's growth. It's evolution. It's just, it's yeah. moving it from, it, it's moving it closer to a, like a, a conference a or proper, a convention a as opposed event. to a trade show. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and, and frankly, I'll say it never really felt like a trade show. And that may be in part because we're in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you go and you're like, oh, friend, this person that I know, let's talk. Um, And, and so it was never like, to me, it never felt overly like I'm just looking at things that you might buy. Um, it felt like a meetup of people that I know. Um, but I, I could see that 
maybe you just want to go and learn about watches. Well, there's not those opportunities. Or maybe you just want to go and hang out. Well, if you walk through, um, look at all the wares, maybe take an hour, and then what do you do? So, uh, yeah, I, I think it creates a little bit of uh, depth to the event, and I and I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Whether you go to the, the panels or not. I or think you drink with us at the bar. Oh, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. There will be plenty of people who drink with us at the bar and have no idea who we are, and they're going to be so lucky. Yeah, yeah. There'll be people that drink with us on the airplane. Yeah. Won't know who we are. Yeah. They're also going to be lucky people. Yeah. On the highway, on the way to the airplane. Obviously. Won't know who we are. Yeah. Um. In light of our trip, Andrew, I had asked you this week, hey, are... Are there any brands that you're excited to see? And uh, you said yes. There are several brands that I'm excited to see, but we put a caveat as we do. We created some rules. (laughs) So you created rules. Tell me what they are. Brands? Because obviously I'm excited to see Brew, right? We know that, duh. But I'm also very familiar. You've never met John. I've never met John in person. Crazy. That's crazy to me. You've never met anybody in person. You're no. going to meet all these people in person for the first time. And they're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> Very. No, that's not true. I'm shorter and balder than you think. <laughs> you can look right down on it. Like, wow. So our conditions for this episode, as it as it stands, our brands were relatively unfamiliar with that get us really excited to be seeing in person. Because there's plenty of brands that I don't know anything about, and I'm totally okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might even like to keep it that way. But there's a lot of brands out there that either like I'm vaguely familiar with, and I'm like, eh. but there's a couple brands that I know about, but I've never handled their watches. Sure. Yeah, this was an easier episode for you because you haven't had an opportunity to see any of these brands well i only cheated with one in a in a brand i am aware of and familiar with have knowledge of but i'm really pumped about getting to see it in person the other two brands are brands that i'm like they're kind of peripheral like oh yeah no Mm -hmm. i know that brand exists but otherwise haven't done any deep diving or Mm -hmm. digging into Go ahead. So let me start with my cheat brand, which is the one that I'm aware of, familiar with, know that I like, but I've always kind of been hesitant about. Yeah. Because I want to see their stuff in person. Because honestly, everything they do is just a little weird. And it's just weird enough that I I know it's money in person. Otherwise, they wouldn't be popular. And it's Formex. Oh, dear. Oh, come on. I know that I am going to love Formex. Dude. It's it's going to be love at first touch, though. Not love at first sight, because everything about Formex, every watch they have, I look at it and I'm like, okay. Hmm. 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 A lot of excitement. But just this inner, like, it. what's it missing? Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm missing for Formex is that in-person light off the metal reflection. 
right? There's something really special that can't be captured in photographs, which is the in-person experience of seeing the way surfaces reflect light. And Formex uses so many dramatic angles, so many relief cuts, so much texture that that experience mm -hmm. can't be captured in a photograph. And that's, I think, part of the Formex brand, right, is, is the viewing experience of the watch. That's why they do all the design things that they do. Mm -hmm. And I'm jacked about getting to put some Formex around my wrist. Yeah. I'm a little scared, though, because it, it might it might lead to something. Well, I'll tell you, Formex is, I think, just as much an engineering company as mm -hmm. as a watch company, at least relative to the to their peers. Um, it, it's it's a, not a not a brand new company, not a not no, a new company. They've been around for years, no, twenty years old, nineteen ninety nine. So they've been around for a few decades, sure. Um, and they're they've got sort of. Uh, legacy Swiss bona fides. Um, Formex is Formex is legit. They are doing development and actual watchmaking at this point that I think puts them in kind of a unique space. I mean, there are a handful of companies that are doing ground up the kind of things Formex is doing. And, and I think they're a really special company. I'll tell you right now, there is an envelope of large bills in my briefcase right now, tentatively with Formex in pencil on the front of it. And I'm going to scratch it off and write Andrew in pen. <laughs> uh, hate it for you, bud. Yeah. So, Sorry. So all that to say, not a new company for me, um, but someone I'm also excited to but, visit this weekend. It, but, I mean, you got to see him in person, but what were your feelings on Formex the first time that you got to see Formex in person? Yeah. I, I imagine I, it's similar because Formex is kind of weird. Everything's know, really techy, really tooly, like kind of futuristic-y even. You, you know, not my experience. I, I do not love all of Formex's watches, but I will say both the Essence no. and the Reef, which I think are really their kind of mainline most popular watches right now i i think both of those watches are just stunning i think the formex essence is uh almost um criminally underrated watch it, in its space it competes with like the monte triumph and nothing else yeah there's no other that i can think of right now there's no other sub 2000 steel sports watch that is doing what those two watches do in terms of case thickness. I mean, we're, you, you, we've talked about it a ton on this show, but both of these watches are under 11 millimeters. Um, you, you know, it's a real thing, right? That's a tough thing to do. Mm -hmm. And they're both doing it. And they're both doing it with just complete uh grace in terms of the finishing and what they're doing and formex in addition to anything Monta's doing is got great tech there too so their uh suspension system is i don't even completely understand it but there's whether you need that or not or whether it's overblown i, I don't care there's cool things going on in that watch that i think are unparalleled 
at that at that price point. I mean, you you've got to spend a lot of money mm-hmm. to get something with that kind of engineering. Then you're getting a cost movement at fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen hundred bucks cost suspension, full meal deal. Yeah, it's it's something. I I'm very excited to try one of these on. Yeah, I'm a little I, scared. I think a fifteen hundred bucks is nothing that even sniffs at that. No. So. No, but I'd sniff at it at fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna sniff at it at fifteen hundred bucks. At least sniff. The, yeah, it's. These are cool. They're and that's that's what I'm excited about. I, this is this is my first brand choice because it's it's not a brand I'm unfamiliar with. So that's why I said it was a cheat. It's it's a brand that I've never had my hands on that I I think I'm most excited to see it. Because everything else I'm very excited for, but this is this is number uno for me. All right, fair enough. Okay, so what you got? I'm going to start with the brand that I'm least familiar with. Okay, this is a German company. It's a you know you know like many many companies, um, this is a company that kind of died out, sort of went away, um, really kind of disappeared at the time of the quartz crisis. Um, they never went under, but they did kind of slow their roll through the quartz crisis, and then 2018 sort of. Uh, restarted the company i'm speaking of is circula circula watch company okay uh company from 1955 german company out of the black forest in fact there's a very good restaurant on foster road in portland called black forest when i was a child german they also have a really great ham yeah (laughs) i've heard of that (laughs) um yeah, so this is a company I don't know a ton about. Uh, I've seen them. We just talked about a circular watch. I, I've experienced yeah, We did. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, this watch, in fact. But a company, I, yeah, the Pro Trail, right? Mm-hmm. This is a company I just don't know a ton about. Haven't seen these in, in person. These guys have really four watches. They've got the classic, which is a dress watch. Kind of boring. I'm not going to talk about it. But they have the what they call the Aquasport, which is sort of a traditional but modern skin diver. Very Doxa. Aquasport 2. They've got the Super Sport, which is like a twin stick compressor style dive watch. Mm-hmm. And then they've got the Pro Trail, which we did talk about on the show a few weeks ago, which is sort of a high spec anti-magnetic field watch with some pretty neat details. Um, I'm kind of into it. You know, these watches are all pretty reasonably priced. They're all under a thousand dollars. They're all specced pretty well. I think their design language is maybe not anything, um, earth shattering but it's interesting you know it's, when, it's just different enough when we talked about the pro trail a few weeks ago i had commented on the angularity of the lugs and the way the whole thing just kind of fits together there's just little details here that i think are compelling and i'm excited to see these things in person me too i'm excited to see how these lugs work as in photographs they look like they ought to work really well right right so 
again, 1955 company Circula um, brought back never never completely under. I think Circula is one of these companies that's like supplier kind of doing things on the side uh, that really gets going again just a few years ago. So a company that's probably going to feel very new, probably going to have new management, probably going to have new ideas, uh, not going to be married to any sort of vestigial sort of sales goals or business relationships. Uh, I think this is kind of a fun brand. I think their first, you know, really three sport watches that they've introduced here are all interesting. Um, and German and affordable and cool, man. I'm into it. I'd like an Aqua Sport on a bracelet. They've got this great looking beads of rice. You had mentioned Doxa looking. I don't disagree with that. It's the color scheme. It's the it's the orange border on the indices. Yeah, I, I think more than that. I think the case is Doxa-ish. Yeah, that's and, skin diver. Yeah, sure. Sure. So anyway, that's... A lot of loom on the dial. I really dig that. The outer ring on the dial is also loomed up. Full loom, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's something there. There's something there. I don't. I I, I agree with that. There's and that's a comp- seven hundred bucks because the euro and the and the dollar are the same. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and I think these are all Salida SW two hundreds. I mean, you're not going to get anything crazy here, but Super Luminova. Uh, you know, two hundred meters water water resistance. 40 millimeters on this on this Aquasport 2, which is the one that, that really kind of calls out That's kind of surprising. Yeah, 12.6, that's about right. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah, I guess so. Looks a little chunky from the side. A little scuba diver with a fish on the back. I'm into it. I'm looking forward to seeing these. Yeah. I mean, a little micro brandy feeling, but this is, this is wind up. Yeah, exactly. Here we are. <clears throat> Here's my next excited to see that I'm totally unfamiliar with foliot. Oh yeah. I looked at these L I O T and this is straight micro brandy. This is a brand by a dude who does not do this full time. Uh, he did go to some watch school training at the New York Orological orological society, which is where he got his logo and the name. I don't remember exactly the, a foliot is a watch piece that predates an escapement. It looks very much like the F in his logo. Fair enough. That's where that's as far as we're going to get. But what intrigued <laughs> me about this, his debut watch is a GMT, which yeah. is a bold move. And that excites me. For somebody who's not going to go diver, field watch, pilot watch, chronograph, right? Those are debut watches. He went right to a Stratonaut GMT. And, you know, if it, it's not an exceptional design, right? It's not way out there, special, unique, one of a kind. It's pretty pedestrian, and that's why I dig it. 
I think that's a little unfair. It's not unfair. It's a totally subtle design. Everything about it's meaningful. Nothing about it stands out. Sure. That's fair. This this could be a 50-year-old watch or it could be a brand new watch. It's When I say something is boring, it's a compliment. It fits. Yeah. The design language is right on. It It looks sophisticated and elegant and established. There's nothing clawing, prying, trying to stand out. Yeah, that's right. That's what I want. That shows a lot of maturity in the design language that I don't need to stand out. I don't need to set myself apart. I recognize the place that I hold in the world and I'm comfortable with it. Sure. I very much like this GMT. At a 2893 movement, which is cool, right? Using yeah. edit for the GMT. Yeah, it's a fun movement. Uh, um, here, here's, here's something that kind of I have questions about. A vegan leather strap. <laughs> I think that's just, it, you, you buy a vegan leather strap so you can write additional words on your description. What is vegan leather made out of? Uh, it, it's not meat. Like people? Maybe. Is it people leather? Maybe. 1500 bucks. Yeah. But it is... For a Swiss GMT, I think that's that's it's, fair. It's, There's it's some details exactly right here, on, right? right? There's, so it's got a 24-hour exterior rotating bezel, a full with, red GMT hand. With a sapphire insert on that bezel. Yeah. Sort of a Bakelite feeling. Yeah. The way it captures the light, you can see it in the close-up photo of the black. Really all of them, but it captures this really great blue in the dome of the sapphire that just holds in the crystal. And they're lovely. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to try these on. Super simple. Very elegant. Dress sport GMTs. Very yeah. 70s feeling. I'm into it. Some interesting things too. There's like, uh, you know, multiple colors of loom on the bezel. I mean, th- there there are some details here that I think more than justify the price they're asking for. So, um, yeah, I, I'm into it. They, they've done a lot. They've done a lot, and I think that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. You know, you know, full on case with multiple different pockets and lots of accessories you know at some point i think you say well if i could save 200 bucks or a hundred bucks even i'd prefer to have less stuff but i think this i think it's a good watch i think it's marketed well i'm excited to see it too yeah this is this is something i'm looking forward to seeing the the full kit the full meal deal almost makes it seem like it's being marketed like as the as the watch that you buy and that's the only watch that you have you can take care of your watch with this entire kit i mean that Travel is how case. most people buy watches by the way yeah but that's weird um <laughs> <laughs> a strap and link removal kit leather watch travel travel case so it's i mean you can see the full package i mean it's the box and papers are really meant to go with you wherever this watch goes. So if you want just one watch and a full kit of tools and supplies with it, this seems it. But if you don't want that, this is still a dope watch. 
So much like your first pick, I feel like my second pick is a bit of a cheat. But but actually, for me, it's not. So this is a company that everybody's heard of. Has brew, been, and we're excited about brew. <laughs> everybody's talked about this company for years and years and years. I just have never been really struck by this company, and so I've never really spent any time thinking about them or looking at them. The company is Autodromo. Mm, interesting. Autodromo is an American company. Uh, founder's name is Bradley Price. And it is an automotive-based watch company. I think it's fair to say that. So, mm-hmm. in, in Motorsports. A, it, yeah, motorsports. So in addition to selling watches, they sell, like, driving gloves. <laughs> uh, and these things are, I mean, I don't know anything about driving gloves. They may be very nice or they may be completely ridiculous and over-the-top and expensive. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. But... I, I don't fully understand driving gloves it, it, as a thing. You know me either. I think they're like 200 bucks though. Anyway, uh, but in addition to that, Autodromo sells a handful. They're 150 bucks. A handful of watches. So in their current lineup, they've got the sort of recently released Vallelonga. That's which, how you say that. Which is, I actually think that might be because I looked it up. Uh which is a uh, $700 automatic sort of gauge, uh, you know, dashboard gauge looking thing. It actually looks like a uh, tachometer, you, you know, with, you know. Like car tech, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, it's clear, it's clear what the inspiration is here. They've got their prototipo, which is a automatic chronograph and i think that these are 800 ish dollars um and and, it, and it's a beautiful sort of cushion cased hidden lug i think these are really cool uh but the one i'm most interested in in when auto i believe autodrama's first watch and and i could be wrong about this don't don't at me uh, I think the first watch I was aware of, at least from Autodromo, was their Group B watch. This is a watch that's inspired by the Group B period of, you know, rally racing, you know, that sort of early 80s, maybe late 70s to early mid 80s Group B rally cars, which are... And to be clear, you're saying Group B. Yeah, does it sound like I'm saying something different? Not Group B. Though groupies group. were a thing, we're saying this, the B group. Group B, that's right, which are the coolest cars ever made, in my mind. Yeah. And this watch, I think, is also very cool. So this is the new Series 2 of the Group B watches. Um, and I just think it's really attractive. I think this is a really attractive watch. Um, automatic 9015 Miyota movement already swoon. I mean, it's got all the stuff. It's a titanium case, uh, 39 millimeters, nine millimeters thick on these. I think under 10, we say nine millimeters thin, nine millimeters thin. 
Uh, so I'm excited to get hands on this. I think this is a really, really interesting company. I think it's a really interesting watch. And I'm excited to touchy touch. Yeah, I'm excited to put fingerprints all over this. These are really cool, like really classic 70s, 80s design. Yes. Kind of like, kind of the that Ripley feel of like, I want to be super, super modern in the 80s, which turned out to actually look older than general 80s designs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like that's somehow right. Somehow they, they reached back for their design language. This is, these are cool. I think so. You, you know, um, I don't like their website uh, interface. It doesn't, it, their mobile isn't, isn't very well interfaced. I feel that way about just about every website I go to. There's um, a few that do really well. <laughs> I'm not crazy about this Group B bracelet, but it totally fits with the aesthetic. Um, I, it, it, there's a few other watches, I think in particular that Vallelunga is a little bit too on the nose for me. Like you look at it and you're like, all right, this is clearly attack and that's not actually helpful to time. Like the, it, it's it's weird in a way that I don't like. This group B isn't that, right? If you if you kind of know what you're looking at, you're like, oh, I get it. That's uh that's what I want. I want I don't want it to be too on the nose. And so I like I like what they've done here as a you know it, it purely a design. Well, the Vallelunga is their is their uh, debut watch. That's what they started with. Oh, is with, that right? With a quartz edition of the Vallelunga. So they okay. were they were primarily a motorsports company debuted a watch, and they were like, "Hey, watch motorsports with a clear tachometer gauge as the dial face." I just needed to ask you to educate me on on auto drama. And it, it'd be real stressful from three to four, though. Because you're just redlining the whole time. Yeah, that's right. Like, oh, God. Just <laughs> what are we going to do? Which is maybe what you need from three to four. <laughs> like, just go hard in the paint. Just just force it. And then at five o'clock then you, or four o'clock, you start to coast. Yeah, you just shoot the red bull at three. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, though, the the, uh, the gray dial with a with a black chapter. I don't know. Minute track. It's not a chapter ring. It's a minute track. And then yellow. Kind of orangey yellow is less stressful and far more attractive to me than either of the white or the the black with the red. Yeah, sure. Ring. Cuz the the orange almost makes it seem like there's another purpose for it. Almost. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it, it sort of has that that brew feel of like, well there's a timer here, right here. It's not where I would expect a timer to be. So there's something this, else going on. Yeah, that's right. There's but something with, happening. What with the red line you're like, oh, it's a tachometer. Yeah, that looks just like my car. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Andrew? Ooh, last up for me. <coughs> Another watch brand that I've been aware of. I'm not sure that we've ever talked about it on the show before. Uh, Fears. Y- yes. Have we talked about it on the show? Uh, well, we've talked about Fears. Uh, maybe not a lot, but yes, we've talked about Fears. Oh. Well, so this is another brand that has always kind of been peripheral for me. Uh, aware of it, generally liked their designs, but never really put anything into. Like, none of them have ever really called to me. And as such, I've never really dug into the brand. But seeing that they're going to be a wind-up, I'm getting more excited. 
mostly because I really want to see the archival 1930. Archival? Archival, maybe? Yeah. I I think archival is wrong, though. I think you're wrong. Probably. I really hope they have one of these 1930s. I think they will. I expect that they will. I think they will. Because they only have, you know, about eight watches. What does that mean? Couldn't tell you. That was an interesting bubbly noise. <laughs> the problem with these is that they are so carbonated. Yeah, very heavily carbonated. And they're so salty. Just dry out so your mouth is all like. So you need to drink more. Yeah, I finished this real quick. Uh, I will tell you, I, I've now handled fears a number of times. I've heard uh, people, people, I'm not going to give any they. names. They have said... The problem with fears is fears is boring. That's my jam, though. I, I, A, I disagree. And B, I think that these guys put up some totally astonishing watches. When you're, like, actually touching them, you're like, oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, dude. These are great. They're super simple. They're very, very... 50s, 60s inspired. Sure. Classic. I mean, the Fotina is there, right? The 1930 looks like a 1920s, 1930s restored watch. It has that patina pre put onto the dial that looks like a cleaned up 100 year old dial. It, it, it just bigger. Yeah, just yeah, much bigger, right? The the size on this 1930 is oh, we got to find it. I hate that everyone has different <laughs> places for where they put their sizing. You know, I think that this has got to be 38 millimeters if it's an inch. It's 40. Oh, so it so it's it winds 40 up- by 22 with a 22, 20 millimeter lug. It's it winds up being a pretty big watch. Yeah, which is surprising, but it's that very perfect rectangle, super simple dress watch. The Brunswick's are gorgeous. Or what are we going to call that case? Yeah, I think it's sort of a cushion case sport watch. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely their sportiest watch. That Brunswick is a pretty sporty watch. Yes. I'm not a huge fan of the six o'clock subdial. In pictures, I think I could be convinced in person, though, because they're gorgeous. They play with color in a way that a lot of brands don't. They're very fairer in the way they use color, and that is a part of their design language. That's what really lights the design. Everything else is very simple, very elegant, but not exciting. Sure. Which is what gets me excited for them. And I'm excited to see these watches in person. I can pass on the Garrick. Open hearts aren't for me. You could send it to me and I'll send it on to the next guy. You know, Fears is another one of these companies. This is, a, I, I think, a 19th century, perhaps even 18th, 18th century. Yeah, they're they uh, are old. Oh, no, 19th century. Yeah, 1840s. Uh, that was That was sort of resurrected by a grandson. In this case... Nicholas Bowman Scargill, um, the great, great, great grandson of Edwin Fear, uh, relaunched in 2016 
uh, you, you know, and this, you know, there's money here. But there's, there's a 40 year gap, right? They closed in the 70s. That's right. There's marketing. There's this ability. They had this ability to kind of roll this out in a way that was attractive to the masses. Um, and so they've gotten traction that way, which is not to take anything away from fears. I think they make beautiful watches. Um, but but th- this is, we won't call this a zombie brand. It's not exactly a zombie brand and it's not exactly not. <laughs> Succinct as always. Yeah. Because it's definitely a zombie brand, right? It's just a zombie brand who the IP was retained by the family and then began again later as opposed to a watch enthusiast buying the IP and starting it themselves. Yeah, that's right. So with that, can we do one more zombie brand? Mm, I figured we would. Can we do one more British brand? We're on a British kick tonight. Turns out. Yeah. This is a company I've heard of these these guys. We've talked about these guys on the show before, although kind of in a limited capacity. Um, this is a company that was started in the first part of the 20th century with a $1,000 loan from grandpa to grandson. It's a uh, bucket load of money. <laughs> thousand, in 1912. Uh thousand dollars or maybe 1906 it's it's unclear vertex watches was formed in 1912 with a tiny little loan and starts making watches almost immediately for the british military within a few years vertex watches is making british military watches um and and they're they're a player instantly they're a player they're importing they're exporting. They're making watches. And and really, really, Vertex kind of makes its stamp with military watches. In World War II, Vertex is one of the dirty dozen. Mm-hmm. Making WWW watches um, in Switzerland. Again, British company. And and that's what they do. They wind up making basically military watches. They've got monopusher chronographs. They've got field watches, WWW watches, um, and, and that's what they do. They've got a giant clock in Hatton Garden, which gets blown up. They've just got cool, cool stuff. Cool place. They're making <laughs> dive watches in the sixties. The golden era of watches, as we all agree. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, as we know, shit goes down. In the 70s, Vertex closes up shop. What happened? 2015, (laughs) big surprise. Great-grandson Don Cochran brings him back to life with the M100 field watch, which I think is maybe the iconic vertex watch at least in the modern era um and these things are pretty expensive when they come out i think they're like three grand they're not much less money now these are swiss made watches very nice movements um yeah well maybe not very nice movements relatively nice movements but i think that there is a bit of sticker shock with these things which is why i'm excited to see them because these watches 
fetch a pretty penny. And they sell out. I personally think that all of their watches in their current lineup, and they've really got three watches. They've got the M100 Field Watch, which is sort of a Dirty Dozen style wristwatch waterproof, uh, big arrow type of thing. They've got their M60 Aqualon dive watch. They say this sort of... Aquilian. Aquilian, yes. This They say this harkens back to their their dive watches from the 60s. I, I, think I disagree. Just it, it on lo- the design that I see <laughs> in front of me. It looks a little subby to me. Um, but they've got their MP45 mono pusher chronograph. And this is the one that I find the most compelling. This is not an inexpensive watch. I think at approximately three grand, depending on the version you get. Probably 30 north of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $3,500 maybe. But I love this watch. It is a, a asymmetric mono pusher military style big aero chronograph. And I think it's very sexy without mm-hmm. being uh, n- no sort of saccharine. They, they do have some uh, vintage loom options, but you can get this thing both white dial with black print and black dial with white print and loom. I think it's pretty freaking sexy, man. These are these are really cool. And 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 the brand itself is really the the brand heritage and I I know we've talked at length about how brand heritage is kind of ho hum, but the story of this brand and that it has remained in the family, that it is again a zombie brand resurrected by right the bloodline is kind of special because this this was a really important and really special British brand through the 19th or 18th, nope, 20th century. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we got it. When was World War II? It doesn't matter. Through the 20th century, you know, it, with with watch manufacturing for the military in World War One, and and sustaining significant losses due to enemy action during World War II, the the founder. Like one of the the dude was fighting in the British military during World War II, and because of his expertise with the watch industry, was yanked to help in watch procurement. This this is a cool, storied brand with real orological chops. Its resurrection is important, and it's awesome. And I think they've got some really cool stuff on the horizon. And they're doing a really cool thing in the way of modernizing really important historical designs. Yeah. And and I think that these their players, even today, I mean, I know I first heard of these when um, Dan, I'm blanking on his last name, the... He doesn't want you to use it, so it's good. <laughs> we had a guest on who's in the in the British military, and these were one of the. This is one of the brands that he had said. I, I'm looking at these guys. That's a really cool brand. So I'm into them. They're a little pricey, which makes me interested to see what, what are we getting into. Is this the type of thing that you put in your hand and you're like, 
Oh, I get it. Oh. Or is it like, are you, just, are you, are you like just capitalizing on something? That's right. So I expect that these are going to, the moment they go on your wrist, you're going to be like, oh, I need to have one. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it now. Sure. Where but, do I sign? <laughs> that's right. Where, where do I put the monies? Because otherwise a brand like this doesn't survive, right? Three items in the catalog, all at north of $2,000. And for those of us who are buying internationally, which is most of the people who are buying Vertex, it's even more. There's a reason this brand has stayed viable. Right. And I can't wait to put one on my wrist and go, bet you can't catch me. So I'm going to do that a bunch. I'm just really <laughs> lucky we're staying so close to the venue. Yeah, right. You just run back. I'm going to have a bunch of different costumes. Right. <laughs> so, Andrew, this is the time of the show where normally I would say something like, Andrew, other things. What do you got? But I'm not going to say that. And, I, and I'm not going to. I, I will eventually. Okay. But give me just a second here because we got some announcements. Oh, we do. I have a business card. <laughs> First announcement, Andrew's got a business card. I will not check the email. This is the same thing I say every time I've ever given out a business card. I will not check the email. Do not call me. <laughs> DM me on Instagram ever will respond to you. Yes. Yeah. I have a guy for that. Uh, so we recently hooked up with a Seattle-based designer, Chauncey Drennan. Mm. I think I'm saying his name, his last name right. It's Chauncey. Drennan Workshop. I think it's at Drennan Workshop on Instagram.com and said, we've got these logos that we really like, um, but we think we're ready. We've outgrown them. We've outgrown them. We're ready for just a little bit more sauce, a little bit more sex. Yeah. Or like, we're in our pubescent years. Can you handle this? And he was like, you better fucking believe I can handle this. And he really... He, he handled it. He really you. handled it. So today, being Tuesday the 17th, we unveiled, or Tuesday the 18th, excuse me. That's the one. We unveiled our new logos. Mm -hmm. Both Watch Clicker and 40 and 20 have new logos. Mm -hmm. They're pretty hot. They, they're doing a thing. They're pretty hot. We've gotten some, uh, some like, uh, comments like, I'm feeling sort of 70s bubble letter vibes weird not on accident <laughs> uh yeah it, it's a new logo who right it, this doesn't really change the product at all uh, it more just changes the way people uh interface with us upon first interaction but we do think that these logos are kind of uh, this is where we're at this this feels like us feels like where we're at so do check out the new branding Mm -hmm. But with that, we've done also something that we've talked about for a while, which is that we've opened up a store on the website. So at watchclicker.com. I should have been ready. I wasn't ready. And Andrew. at that store, we are going to be selling certified pre-owned luxury <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. We're not going to be selling certified pre-owned anything because that's just not our jam. Well, so you'll see on there now we've got hats, 
t-shirts. We've got a coffee mug. It's sort of a, ca- a camping mug. Um, based on a personal request from me to Will, we've just today added a blue crew neck sweatshirt with a solid color logo on it. So I'll be, I've, I've actually already bought and paid for mine. It is in rote. Uh, but what is this? What is this? Who wants a watch clicker hat? Who wants a 40 and 20 t-shirt? The answer is we don't know. This is a way but for yeah, you to say, A, I support these amateur volunteer content creators. You can support us both with your wallet. Let's say Patreon's not your thing. Or maybe Patreon is your thing. If you want to tell the world you support us, this is a way to do it. If you want to get some cool duds, this is a way to do it. Yep. Some new threads. Some some threads. You need a metal coffee cup for camping. This is a way to do that. Coffee cup does have both the watch clicker and the 40 and 20 logo. Each side. Yep. Yeah. Don't put it in the microwave. Please don't. We don't have a disclaimer of that on the website, but it has been disclaimed at this point, and you will be responsible for what happens. So right now, everything we have is made to order sort of by a third party. You know, we upload our designs, you order it, they make it, they ship it to you. However, there have been a few times in the last few years where we've had an opportunity to sell a product Mm-hmm. that we've collaborated with another company on. And we haven't been able to do that natively because we haven't had the e-commerce side of the website built. We do now have that. And I'll tell you, I'm just going to leak. Tease. I'm going to tease. There's some of that coming. There's some of that coming. There's some stuff that will be available at the shop. You'll know ahead of time. We'll tell you. But there's going to be stuff coming through in the next six months to a year. Mm-hmm. I think maybe even sooner than that for some of this stuff that we'll say, hey, limited time. We got a handful of these. This is a way for you to get in there. So the shop is there. It's available. The things we have on there are cool. However, cooler things to come. Yeah. I'm. What gets me excited about this is that we interact with so many people like us who are very small scale who are doing this for fun. And because of those two things, we're going to have a lot of opportunities to collaborate with people, to support other people doing similar things. And you guys have the opportunity to get a piece of it. Yeah. I, I, I almost, I, I almost hate this conversation because I am presently like in real time, I mean, not not at this very moment, but like as early as two hours ago, working on a collaboration with a pretty cool company. Baller. A pretty cool company. And it's going to be fucking rad. It's going to be rad. It's going to be available, but it's going to be so, <laughs> it's going to take a long time. So it, we're at the very early stages. It might not take too long, actually. But we are now working on stuff that we think you guys are thinking gonna think is cool these aren't we're not talking about branded white label nato straps no we're not gonna do that because that's not us i mean that that's also kind of cool but we're not that's not what we're talking about we're talking about there if you want that but that's not us we're talking about things that we wanted things that we wanted to see things that we think are going to be really cool one of a kind so just just look forward to some neat stuff and we will be very vocal about it (laughs) 
<laughs> you're not going to miss it. You're not going to. Well, you might miss it. If you're not listening and checking the store regularly, you might miss it. Yeah. Because there'll be short runs. Andrew. Other things. What you got? Ooh, I got another thing. I'm not going to talk about Dumber because I think that everyone has already seen that. And we, we've, we've, that, that dead horse been bitten. Oh, no. Oh, no, I didn't close the, the tab. I watched a show this week. Uh, my wife told me that I work too much. Oh, sure. And we had a little bit of a fight over, like, doing stuff at the house. Cause she's like, dude, you, on your weekend, you wake up and you do stuff all day. <laughs> sure. And then you just continue to do stuff until you go to sleep. When are you going to, like, just stop, take a breath? Just slow the fuck down. And I was like, when there's not stuff to do. She's like, hey, motherfucker. (laughs) When will there not be stuff to do? Get with me. Say you're caught up on everything. The underwear you're wearing are dirty. They must be washed. Literally, your existence is creating work. Just chill. (laughs) I was like, that was a really well thought out argument. Rude. Okay. She's like, don't do a fucking thing while I'm gone today which stressed me out because I was like <laughs> she'll know <laughs> I can't like, she'll know so I decided to sit on the couch cracked a beer at 9am because I was like I'm not allowed to do anything today and I watched The Watcher on Netflix now what is The Watcher? The Watcher is a Netflix exclusive limited series very loosely based on a true story. The true story is this family buys their dream home outside of New York in as you New, do in as New you Jersey do. this one and three quarter million dollar not full estate but certainly a stately home. Shortly after buying it, they get a letter addressed to them by name. That's real creepy. (laughs) And they're like, huh. Interesting. That's weird. But they don't live in the house yet. This is the true story, right? This this is the real thing that happened. They don't live in the house yet because they're doing renovations to update it before they move into it. Shortly thereafter, they get another letter that is more creepy commenting on them, their children, making some weird occult-ish statements. They decide not to move into this house. They finish their renovations. They rent that bitch out. They get two more letters over the course of the three more years that they own it. And then they sell it at a significant loss because they were getting creepy letters. The show, however takes that premise and extrapolates it out. It has a very, like, the game feel. Is that Michael Keaton in the game? Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael Douglas. One of my favorite movies of all time, In the game. Um, Very feel like that. I mean, it's... it's, it's Like surreal. but, But also really real, right? Like, this dude is getting fucked with. He knows it. 
but he's still coming apart at the seams. So this is movie, not show. It's a show. It's a seven part oh, okay. limited series, which is good because as a movie, it wouldn't have been great. There's too, they told too much story for it to have been told in an hour and a half. So they really needed, you know, six hours to tell it. And even while I was watching it, I was like, man, we're living in the golden age of television because it used to be television shows were, while serialized, like you're, you, there was no way for you to watch just seven. Now we're totally okay with a seven episode series. And that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Just seven episodes. That's the story. I'm good with it. That's like the new, the new. That's the thing. Feature length. Yeah. Yeah. Seven hours is feature length right now. <laughs> um, but it was great. Naomi Watts. I don't remember the main actor's name. It is. Uh, a dude you're gonna recognize, uh, uh, Bobby Kenavali. Yeah, Kenavali. Uh, the child actors were great. It's a, a lot of people that you recognize immediately. Everyone does such a great job. It's it's Jennifer Coolidge, I think, is in. Yeah, it? yeah. <clears throat> it's spooky without being like demonic, kind of spooky. Like they just they they did a really good job towing that line between horror and thriller. Jennifer Coolidge, total American, total American treasure. She she did an interview recently where she said just because of her role as Stifler's mom, she like bazinged 200 dudes or something like that, <laughs> uh, which is respect. Respect. Uh, but man, this was so good. And and very much like the way the game was, or even like I, as I was watching it, I was trying to think of like similar feels. I, th- I thought of anger management where it was this, totally contrived like the whole time i was like this is a setup i know that it is but i'm still totally in it with the characters with the victims of this setup it it was very enjoyable i never got bored watching it i never felt like i should take a break i was never scared but i was always like just a tiny bit like scrunched up and working towards the edge of my seat Some tension just enough tension it was terrific watch it you're gonna enjoy it andrew i've got a movie do me also something that you can watch on netflix oh weird and so i've got kids they're nine and ten they're both at the point where they want to do mature things do you watch american pie they, yes yes correct they want to watch <laughs> mature movies um, but you know, w- w- within reason, right? Uh, the nine-year-old. You got to temper that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you got to temper it. So, I'm always on the hunt for for movies that come across that look interesting, both to me, but also that will be um, digestible for them and and not like totally inappropriate. So, found a movie recently. Betty says, "I want to watch this movie." I look at it, it's PG-13, which is kind of our threshold. I kind of look I'm like, okay, yeah, this, this looks like a, this looks like a, a, a winner. I, I of course go to Rotten Tomatoes as you do tomato meter, 45% audience score, 52%, not great scores, but not terrible, but not terrible. It's, it's in the realm of like, okay, this uh, coin toss chance, co- literally a coin toss. So, um, in fact, I'll tell you, if I ever see a movie and the critic score is like 35 and the audience score is 95. I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Um, 95 critic score, 35 audience, pass. That, well, sometimes those are good too. But it, in this case, uh, you, you know, it's pretty neutral, right? 
I'm like, okay, let's watch it. The movie's called Mr. Harrigan's Phone. And I do believe that Stephen King. Oh, I saw this tile. Works on this, worked on this movie. Um, yeah. And it feels very King. In fact, a few weeks ago. It's, I, a, it's based off one of his books. A few weeks ago, I talked about a book called Fairy Tale, Stephen King's newest novel. And there are elements of this that felt very similar to fairy tale. So I thought this movie was really fantastic. The premise is good. Um, I, it's, it's at some point it's got Donald Sutherland in it, by the way, who's absolutely fantastic. Um, and at some point Donald Sutherland gives a, makes a speech. This is kind of 2005, 2006. And it's right when, the iPhone comes out. And so there's a lot about, you know, social hierarchy with phones at that time. And I think some of that's a little bit contrived, but Donald Sutherland makes a speech about, you know, we're setting ourselves up for a problem, right? We're going to have misinformation, blah, blah, blah. Obviously this is written more recently. And so we're able to look back that that he wasn't actually making this uh, predictive speech, but um, you know, it, it wasn't particularly poignant and it wasn't trying to be poignant, but it was, it touched reality just enough parts of it that you were able to like, oh yeah, I get what they're doing with this. And, and it was scary in parts. Um, it was exciting in parts. I would say if I had a complaint and why I think there's only a 50% there about people that that enjoyed this movie is the the plot it it, it fizzles right the plot mm. fizzles there's not that real neat they couldn't figure out how to finish it yeah maybe maybe that's right or or maybe they were satisfied with an ending that is not going to please everybody so i thought it was great i think it's fine for adults to watch with other adults i think if you've got tweens you could watch it with them um I would just really enjoyed it. It's a movie that I maybe wouldn't have watched on my own because it just might not have caught my attention, but I really, really did enjoy it. The actor blanking on the main character's name is Jaden Martell. John Harrigan. (laughs) (laughs) Jaden Martell, who Mm -hmm. was in Knives Out. Uh, He was in the It uh, midnight special. So he, he's been in a, he, he's been in a lot of movies at a young age. I think probably one of the up and comers who's going to be in a lot of shit. Cause he was really good. Just like my complaints with fairy tale. Impossibly quaint. I, uh, he is a teenager who is impossibly quaint and says kind of silly things. It's like, well, this isn't a real human being. These people don't actually exist. They make for good these 17-year-old boys that are completely altruistic and ethical just <laughs> basically don't exist in the world. Uh, no. Right. But notwithstanding that, I thought the movie was really charming, well done, scary, good. I, uh, I didn't watch that on Monday because I was like, that looks a little scary for me. And I watched The Watcher because I saw Stifler's mom in the tile ad. <laughs> I was like, Stifler's mom can't be scary. Yeah, that's true. She uh, turns out she came, is. What's the name of that show that came out last year? Everybody goes to a resort. 
Do you know what I'm talking about? I know what you did last summer. No, 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 no. Couples retreat. Hold on. You're not explaining. Everybody goes to a resort. There's drugs. There's murder. Uh, it's fantastic. The it is called life? The White Lotus. Oh, I didn't watch that. It came out in 2021, and it was so good. I don't know if I ever talked about it on the show, but The White Lotus. I'll pick that fantastic. up. Watch it. Andrew. I'm out of things, man. That's it. Here we are. Here we are. A couple days out from Wind Up. On our way. Next week, you are going to get to hear all about our time there and all the things that we got to see. And, and and maybe you'll be able to listen to us after having met us and or having one of 75 beers with us. True. I will also be carrying a travel baby. size baby. Yeah, in I your, am. In I am pregnant. Uterus. Um, but I will be carrying a travel size bottle of barbecue sauce with which to put on watches. Where are we where are we going with this? What what I uh at the Austin Airport went to the IWC oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. place after I had uh salt lick barbecue, had barbecue sauce on my fingers, and got barbecue sauce on a big pilot, and I think it's only appropriate that I continue that behavior. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh please do check out our website. Check out check out Chauncey Drennan at Drennan Workshop, uh both on Instagram and his website. You can just Google Drennan, D-R-I-N-O-N, workshop. You can check out Chauncey. If you have any design needs, he was great. He was fast. He completely captured our thoughts. So big shout out to Chauncey. Um, DrennanWorkshop.com. There will be a link in the show notes. At Drennan Workshop on Instagram. Links in the show notes. Check him out. Super good dude. Great designer. Did everything we needed. Check out our, check out our, uh, check out our, our web shop. And, and and I'll tell you, if there's a thing that you'd really love to have, you can sell us. You can you can try to sell us on it. Well, we have, we have some ability to put shit on the website. So, mm-hmm. and and with that, uh, I'll I'll just say thanks for joining us for this episode of Forty and Twenty, the Watch Clicker Podcast. You can check us out at WatchClicker.com, including our brand new shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also check us out on Instagram at Forty and Twenty at WatchClicker. We post, you know, basically everything that's happening by way of Instagram. So we love it when people are there and following us and available to see what we're doing. If you want to support us, and look, we really hope you do. You can do that at patreon.com slash 40 and 20. That's how we afford all this stuff. Microphones, hosting fees, it all costs a fortune. And that's how we keep this thing going. Yeah. And other than that, don't forget to check us out next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.